0: This is an LLD production.
1: Welcome, folks, to this episode of Olia's Opinions, the podcast in which we take a look into the world we love, learn new things, and debate the toughest issues the world has in store. I am your host, Armand Olia. I am a journalism student at Drexel University in Philadelphia. Folks, we are back. The revolution has begun. Let us get started. Well, I never thought I'd get to say those words again. It's been quite a long time. I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to come up with a new episode in a while, Last call, um, which I'm not sure any of you guys heard about, has been extremely hectic and chaotic. Working with uh, The Triangle, which is Drexel's newspaper, to create a new podcasting service has been quite uh, taxing. Uh, That's the only word I can think of right now. It's been taxing. And because of that, I have not been able to fulfill my hosting obligations and capabilities, so I apologize for that. That will hopefully never happen again. But... You know what? Today, as a result, we have a jam-packed episode. It is at this moment in San Francisco where we are taping this, December 31st, 2019. It's 12.45 p.m. on the west. It's 3.45 p.m. on the east in our native Philadelphia. So, yep, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty busy. But we're going to be doing top ten. We're going to be doing a top ten list for the musical years of the decade. Now, I have gone through everything, and I have really brushed up on this to make sure that we have a very good and very accurate top 10 list. We have four musical guests. That's right. We're doubling it up. Instead of two, we have four. We have Sue Lean, We have Jordan Smith. We have Hannah Krupa and the great Alexander Misko who opened up the season. He will actually help us close it with an album which was supposed to be a sneak preview for... His current album right now, and excuse me one moment, the album it the actual song that he sent us it is called excuse me the actual episode is called the actual song is called absence yes the song is called absence he was supposed to release it um, well before the episode came out not this one but the one it was supposed to be on unfortunately I didn't make it in time so Alexander if you're listening. Then I apologize, but you've heard me already. We've already discussed it. The album itself is called Round Trip. It's available now on Apple Podcasts. Not Apple Podcasts, sorry, on iTunes. Apple Music, I should say, now, and Spotify. The links will be in the description. But you know what? I'm just rambling a little bit, and I apologize. Let's get to it. Top 10 musical years of the decade. Ready, steady, go. Number 10. And by the way, I'm ranking this on a few factors. This will be on a factor of musical events, whether deaths or major things like beyonce headline Coachella or musical or music or just pop cultural phenomenons and how they fit into the modern context. So I really had to think about it. So here we go number ten 2017 yeah, 2017 wasn't necessarily the best year. Let's just get that straight 2017 was just a god-awful year. Just awful. Why? Well, let's go over it. First of all, we begin on May 18th with the death of Chris Cornell uh, from a suicide. And let's just say this was the year for musical suicides, just suicides in general. Unfortunately, that was the case. Um, Not just him, but also Chester Bennington. Just such great artists, of course, committing suicide it's not fun and it should not have happened yeah i mean of course taylor swift with her rebrand with look what you made me do that was not fun at all and oh yeah i'm not gonna come to the phone because old taylor is dead and well i'm not gonna listen to the new one sorry (laughs) yes and of course vegas 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 that shooting just put a huge damper on anyone who wants to go to a concert yeah. It could have happened anywhere and still been on this list, but the fact is, Vegas just put a whole damper on the whole musical year. Uh breakups, of course, with Audio Slave, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers because of Tom Petty's death, Audio Slave because of Chris Cornell's death, and Tribe Called Quest because of Five Dog's death. So, let's just say it's just not good. And plus the rise of Mumble Rap. Folks, if you've listened to the show, you know how much I detest Mumble Rap. It was just awful. The songs that actually even top the charts, I mean, really? I mean, they just, I I can't even believe it sometimes. Bad and Bougie, Shape of You, I mean, I love Ed Sheeran. I think he's a great artist, but Shape of You is just, ugh. I I, I don't even think it's a good song. It's just, considering we're in the era of Me Too now, and we all want to look at women really for their minds and not their bodies, that's just the worst thing we could do as that song and then Despacito look what made me do Bodak Yellow I'm not on the Cardi B hype train I'm sorry I don't think she's gonna last too long just it, it's just not my thing you know sure we have some hits we have 24 karat magic we have Believer we have Can't Stop the Feeling we have Havada from Camila Cabello who is man I mean she is an amazing artist I'll be the first one to admit that uh Ed Sheeran again I like Ed Sheeran so perfect was good Redbone. Well, Awaken My Love was just a great album, and the fact that Childish Gambino was able to pull out all the stops for that was able to pull out all the stops again in the future. I'm not going to say for which one because I think everyone knows what I'm thinking about when I even mentioned that. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Amazing. Nothing holding me back. Shawn Mendes. Oh my God. Shawn Mendes is I think going to emerge as a top artist for the next decade. Um, and this might be a controversial pick, by a pick Walk on Water. I thought it was a great song. And as someone who likes to create art and understands how difficult it can be, I think it was just so well done, so well put together from Eminem. Yeah, the rest of the album for Revival wasn't necessarily the best, but honestly, that's sort of established, and Eminem's been back on form for a while, so there's nothing really to dispute. But the one thing from 2017 that was a saving grace was a little album called Damn. Yes, I'm talking about Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar essentially saved the year from being just a completely mediocre thing. And, you know, honestly, it was. For the most part, mumble rap was able to take over. And, of course, you know me. Complete damper on the year. But Kendrick Lamar saved it. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning rap album for a reason. And it's just something that's so wonderful and is so great, you know, that it just – it was hands down the best of the bunch from that year and 24 karat magic was great but if you ask me damn is gonna probably be respected more on the long run that's why 2017 is so low because there's only like one good thing that really came out of 2017 i'm sorry to say but yeah 2017 number 10 on my list hopefully things do get better and actually Yes, they do, because number nine is 2018. Now, I'll be honest, I was sort of debating where exactly I was going to put them on the list. I I think there is a case where you can flip the two around, and it would still make sense. But honestly, the fact is, it just was a better year. I mean, yeah, we still have the Rise of Mumble rap, but that's going to fade out in a while. XXXTentacion, what Dead artist, by the way, getting so much credit and love. I'm sorry. I mean, I love Mac Miller, and I'll give him all the props in the world, but that's because he's Mac Miller. He's just such a great artist. Tension. I mean, really? That's what you consider good quality? I'm I'm sorry. I don't. Um, Post Malone. Now, Post Malone had some highs and some lows. He started out the year terrible with beer bongs and Bentleys, but then Sunflower came out. So I'll, I'll give him a pass. I will definitely give him a pass. So, like, yeah, that's just him. That is completely him. And then Kamikaze coming out, Eminem destroying the mumble rap game, stars born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. That was amazing. Amazing duet between the two and really show that Gaga is more than, well, everything that people have thought she is. The Black Panther album, it's the Black Panther album. It's just too good. It's just such a great album, such an amazing soundtrack. And we have, of course, like Perfect Havana. This is America. Now, talk about a song that made a statement. This is America. If you watch the music video, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is so riddled with symbolism and it's so strong that it just, it, it just, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just you know, a level of quality above everybody else. You cannot, and I mean this, you cannot put This Is America on the same level as almost any other song. Thank You Next was just an amazing personal statement, and it really did cement Ariana Grande as a star, as if she wasn't a star already. This just proved that she could do it. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was just amazing. And, of course, we have, like, Ariana Grande, Eminem, you know, Ed Sheeran. They're showing off as usual, and they're really being themselves. But then, of course, Halsey... MGK, Oh, my God. Rap Devil was just the end of his career. I don't even want to know what he's doing now just because, to me, his career ended when the second he went after Eminem. So, yeah, 2018, definitely a better year than 2017 because we had more hits. We had more of, well, quality. That's just the thing. It just had more quality. The end. End of story. Let's just go to our first commercial break. And we have right now up next suleen who has been on our show before the single is out of your head it is on apple music and spotify i'm so unused to sing apple music now just because i used to use itunes and i love itunes so apple music and spotify link will be in the description ladies and gentlemen with out of your head here's Suline.
2: that's drifting away.
1: So that was Suline's Out of Your Head, the single on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. What a song. Honestly, I had Suline on once before. I believe that was during season two. And I thought, honestly, that that was one of the best artists we had. And you know, she just doesn't disappoint. She gets better and better and better and better with every passing song and with every passing single. She was a great artist when we first found her back in 2018. She's an even better artist now. Celine, thank you. We hope to have you on again. Again, that song, that single, Out of Your Head, is available Apple, po- Apple Music and Spotify. Apple Music and Spotify, my bad. Both links will be in the description. Now, let's get back to the list. Number eight, 2016. Now, 2016 was just a bad year. I think we can all agree on that. 2016 was a very bad year. With all the celebrity deaths and all the tragedy and all that. So it's a year we would all love to forget. And honestly, 2016 was a year I would absolutely love to forget. If not for the election of Donald Trump, if not for anything else, it would really have to be coming down to a lot of the celebrity deaths and how it's just set up for music really to become mediocre. I'll give you some examples. Look at Prince when he passed away. That was a huge thing. He was still providing some great quality music. David Bowie had just come out with Black Star, which was a great album. He died two days after that. Um, Five Dog, Maurice White of Earth, Wind & Fire, and Vandy. They were all artists on the top of their game. They were still providing great music you know, up until the day he died. And unfortunately, all of them are dead. And now the quality music is able to go down. I mean, yeah, there were some good parts, I'll admit, and they were actually the reasons why they are as, well, it didn't fall so low. Look at Camilla Cabello leaving Fifth Harmony. That was huge. The fact that she left Fifth Harmony and became the single star she is, wonderful. Chance the Rapper with Coloring Book. I mean, that is probably one of the best albums of the year. And the fact that now he's a massive rapper right now, good for him. And The Rise of Ariana Grande, the, the Lemonade album, I mean, though, work as well, that was wonderful. And then also we have Mumble Rap, which, again, not a fan of. Future, designer, like, Panda wasn't necessarily the most memorable track. And there weren't many memorable tracks that really came out of 2016. I mean, Love Yourself was apparently the number one track that year. That just shows how low that the year went. So, no. 2016 is number eight on my list. Number seven is 2013. Now, the reason why, well... 2012 was an amazing year. I'm just going to say that right now. It was an amazing year and I'll give you an indication of where I put it on this list. So 2013, as a follow-up, should have been a mega year. Unfortunately, it was not. Why? Simple. Blurred lines. The breakup of the Jonas Brothers. What does the Fox say? I mean, Harlem Shake. One Direction, Justin Bieber. Put those all together. You got a terrible, 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 terrible year. fact is... Blurred Lines turned Robin Thicke from the biggest artist in the world to now a judge on The Masked Singer. That just shows how low it is. And I'm not knocking The Masked Singer. The Masked Singer is a great show. I love it. I think it's great. But, you know, that's just how it is. And, of course, when you violate a copyright from Marvin Gaye and prove to have an alcohol addiction and then be unfaithful to your wife, come on, man. That's just not how you do it. I mean, we got some good moments. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we had. Marshall Mathers LP 2, um, Beyonce's album, which was called Beyonce, Random Access Memories, The Reuniting of Fall Out Boy, and an NSYNC Reunion. NSYNC Reunited in 2013, folks. That just shows how great the year was. However, we'd still get Turkey and Miley Cyrus at the same event, <laughs> regrettably. But, you know what? A lot of the good did outweigh the bad, and that's why it's number 7 on my list. I wish I could make it higher, but unfortunately... There were just too many good years. Number six is 2010. Now, 2010, it was pretty mediocre. I mean, this is how mediocre it was. The biggest artist of that year was dead. Michael Jackson makes a career comeback because of his death in 2009. And thus, his albums, they sell like crazy. As it comes out, it goes like crazy. Everything just goes like crazy in 2010. However, we do have the rise in popularity of a lot of artists who will go on to define the decade, like Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Katy Perry, and regrettably Justin Bieber. But you know what? We also get Eminem coming back from drug addiction to do um, Recovery, which is such a great album and really just shows the dichotomy of 2010. It's great, but it's also a terrible year. But we do have some good songs. I mean, all I do is witness from 2010, and we still quote it like crazy. Empire State of Mind, Not Afraid, Bad Romance, Hasteful Sister, TikTok. They were great songs, and they all come from 2010. So is it a great year? No, of course not. Is it a terrible year? No, of course not. It's somewhere in the middle. But I had to say, 2010, for a foundation, it was okay, considering what happened later. So 2010 goes number six on my list and with that we're going to take another break and we are going to be going down to a long time artist on the show jordan smith her single if only on apple music and spotify this is just wonderful i can't wait for you to hear this if only by jordan smith
0: With all the weight that
1: That was If Only by Jordan Smith. What a single there. I swear, every single time I hear Jordan, she gets better and better. I love the combo of piano and vocals, obviously, and very high production value, it sounds like. And yeah, it's it's just it's so beautiful to listen to. I've had her on again many seasons. Hope to have her again. Well, for the next one. That is If Only by Jordan Smith, Apple Music, and Spotify, both in the description. Let us continue to the countdown. Folks, we're halfway there. And number five is 2015. Now, there are years that are good, and then there are years that are bad. 2015, honestly, it was neither. I mean, there were a lot of good things, or a lot of pop bad things. But honestly, it was a bit in the middle. I'll give you some examples. I mean, we have the 25 album from Adele, which had Hello, which was a great album and a monster hit. But honestly, didn't really make too much of a dent that year. Then we have DNCE, which is Joe Jonas's side project cake by the ocean. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that wow, but it was definitely made some noise. And then Fallout Boys Comeback. I mean, who doesn't like Fallout Boy? I know there are probably a people who don't, but I do. So yeah, Fallout Boys return and their resurgence honestly has been wonderful. And then when you have Uptown Funk from Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars, who by the way, Bruno Mars has really turned himself into like the modern day James Brown. So I cannot really send him for that because it was wonderful. And I think honestly songs like 24K Magic and uh, you know and Uptown Funk really are showing what Bruno Mars is capable of. However, there were some lowlights, but not really lowlights. I mean, they were somewhat positive. For example, Motley Crue's retiring. They went out on top, which is how the way they should have. Um, Dr. Dre dropped Compton, which will be his final album, and was really sort of a proper goodbye to the 90s era of rap, like East Coast, West Coast. I mean, it's not gone completely, obviously. We'll still have Snoop Dogg, we we'll still have all that. But like, real aggressive, that type of rap, that'll probably never be captured again. And honestly, I'm fine with that. Everything has its time, and I think that Compton was really sort of the final resting place for that type of rap. There were... Though, like, Fetty Wops Rise, Justin Bieber continued to go up in the weekend. The weekend, especially, I was not a fan of because of their contributions to Fifty Shades of Grey. And Ellie Golding, I'm sorry, like, Love Me Like You Do is no longer, like, a song that we will ever see positively. We're e- probably people are going to forever associate that with two things meme culture and Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm sorry, it's not going to do too well for your career. It's not like my heart will go on, but okay. Um, but still, there was just one thing that just really caused the year to be mediocre for me, and it was the reforma- reformation of the Black Eyed Peas. Now, I like the Black Eyed Peas. Here's the thing. However, I like the Black Eyed Peas with Fergie. And now Fergie's gone, and it just bottomed out the quality of, of the work. So yeah, I mean, it was pretty mediocre. It wasn't terrible. wasn't great, though. So it lands number five on my list. Now we're going to get to the good ones. Number four is 2011. Now, 2011 did a few things. It captured 2010 success, but it also added to it and really created a good foundation for what 2012 would eventually become. And 2012 does rank pretty high on this list. I'm not going to say how high just yet. You're going to have to find out. But it did... Give us the release of the 21 album did give us the long way to release a smile from the beach boys which was in, literally in the making for over 40 years and then we have the creation of pentatonix uh Katy Perry coming out with extra songs from Teenage Dream like Firework and last Friday night TGIF grenade black and yellow from Wiz Khalifa party rock anthem and sexy and I know which by the way I know people still reference and people still dance to so yeah, it's going to be very positive even though LMFAO didn't really last too long. And then, of course, Maroon 5. It's definitely not going to be a forgotten year, but the one bit of musical history that 2011 will forever be known for is the death of Amy Winehouse. Now, a lot of the artists who I have on my show, a lot of them are heavily inspired by Amy Winehouse. So don't tell me that this was not a very big year. It was. So it wasn't a big event. Oh, absolutely, it was. So yeah, we have 2011 at number four. Now we're going to get into the top three. Number three is this year, 2019. 2019, I think, was a definite huge step up in improvement from the last two years, and we had a lot of big artists come in. I mean, I'll give you an example. Old Town Road, I wasn't necessarily a fan of, but I think, honestly, it works, and it did grow on me as the year progressed. Then we have artists like Billie Eilish and Lizzo, who are really changing minds, In terms of how music is perceived and how music is created. And I'll tell you what, the artist who really impressed me most besides, um, you know, Lizzo or Kendrick Lamar, who did such an amazing job this year, um, or BTS or any of the other artists who I just mentioned, the one artist who really, really astonished me was Billie Eilish. Now, I know what you're thinking. How could Armand like Billie Eilish? I mean... She must, like, she's out there, right? Well, yeah, but honestly, I'm a little out there, too. So that's number one. Number two, she has a very deep respect for the old school. And so does Lizzo, by the way. If you saw SNL, you saw the guitarist was dressed like Sister Rosetta Tharp. Might be a little foreshadowing for season four, but I'm not going to go too much into that just yet. But um, the one thing that really impressed me was Billie Eilish. And I'll give you an example. Again, another SNL reference. And everyone remembers her performance. A bad guy. She did it on a stage where she first ends up on, goes on the floor, then goes onto the walls and on the ceiling. She literally even said that was a tribute to Fred Astaire. Now, not many new school artists would understand that type of thing and that type of imagination. She does, and the fact that her music too is just a step up in quality from everybody else in the field is just gives me such optimism and such hope joy that we might get something really 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 good from her in the decade to come and i can't wait to see what she does next so Billie eilish i'll say this right now if you are listening if you are like taking a look at this if you're reading the article that comes with this just letting you know huge fan of yours keep up the great work follow the show that'd be wonderful just follow me if you want i'd love to talk to you i think you're an amazing artist i'm just i'm gonna fanboy out right here and i apologize love your work just keep it going. Please contact me if you ever want to. I'd be happy to do that. But anyway, that is number three. And we're going to have our top two right after this next break from our next artist who, by the way, our first time on this show, it is none other than the singer Hannah Krupa. Her song is A Girl Like You. And this is from Apple Music and Spotify as well. A Girl Like You, Hannah Krupa. We'll see you after this for the top two.
3: my door, and I've never, 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 never never known a girl like you before. I've never, 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 never known metaphorically I hope that I'm talking categorically. Know that I'm talking about the way that I feel And I've never known a girl like you before Never Never, never
1: Folks, that was a girl like you by Hannah Krupa, available now on Apple Music and Spotify. Now, first of all, if that voice reminds you of anyone, it reminded me of the same person. Actually remind me really of Adele. And I have actually I know this person pretty well. I mean, she's a very cool person, very, very, very classy, very on top of her game. And right now, I hope she gets to listen to this and just hear that I think she's an amazing musician. She already knows I that she already knows I believe that. But I also wanted to say that I hope that this is just the beginning of something even stronger and better for her, something that she really honestly deserves. Again, A Girl Like You by Hannah Krupa on Apple Music and Spotify. All links in the description. Now, here we go. The final, the top two. And number two on my list is 2014. Now, I'll tell you what, this and well, the other year that I actually put up there, that was a very difficult toss-up to figure out who I was going to pick. But honestly, I put this in number two because, honestly, 2012, which, yeah, I'm going to be honest, 2012 is the number one year, and I'll tell you one in a moment. 2014 had less going for it than 2012, even though it was such a great year. First of all, we got the Grammy win for Random Access Memories, which was Daft Punk. And then, of course, Motley Crue making the announcement that they would be retiring. Katy Perry's solidification of her legacy through the Prism album, and then Michael Jackson's Escape album. It just it was very is a very good background, and then came Frozen with Let It Go, with Happy, with Shake It Off, with Bad Blood. Um, John Legend actually became a huge star in that year. Pink Floyd's retiring. Stay With Me. Megan Trainor, Ariana Grande, DJ Snake, Imagine Dragons. You know this was such a great year, and I really do believe that 2014 was probably one of the best years just because it had some of the best music. Um, Frozen, of course, came out, and that was just such a huge, huge impact on popular music. I mean, we still hear Let It Go, and yeah, it gets annoying sometimes, but it's still a h- amazing power ballad. I don't know why people give so much hate, obviously, because just kids sing it all the time, but it really was a great song, even if the movie is not as memorable as it was back when it came out. But yeah. I mean, the only negative thing I can say was the um, YouTube controversy with iTunes and, of course, the Songs of Innocence album, which, by the way, I love that album. Just hands down. I think it's an amazing album. But the fact that Apple gave it to everyone for free, I one. I understand that people were rubbed the wrong way by that. So, yeah. Understandable. And uh, what else can I say? It wasn't that good. Number one, of course, as I said, 2012. Now, 2012 just... Before I even did research for it, I knew this was probably going to be number one. And why? Because it ended up changing the way we look at music and the way we look at artists forever. I mean, first of all, we had the meteoric success of Teenage Dream and 21 from the previous year. And then we had the most watched Super Bowl of all time with 118 million viewers. We had Billy Joe Armstrong's tirade against the music industry at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Um, of course, Kendrick Lamar came out with his first big album with Good Kid, Mad City. At the time, Swim Pulls is probably one of the best songs from that album. I mean, we have Whitney Houston's Death, which is terrible. And yeah, Snoop Dogg becoming Snoop Lion wasn't necessarily the best thing. I'll be the first one to admit. However, the one thing that I think put 2012 over the top is the one thing that everyone probably remembers from 2012. And that's, uh quote, Oh, but Gangnam Style, yes, (laughs) Gangnam Style, the huge K-pop hit, 1 billion views, the most watched video on YouTube to this day, watching the whole K-pop craze, that alone should just make it number one. 2012, hands down, the single best year in music, that is the top 10. And we are almost done. We just have one more thing to do. We have a little bit of music from the great Alexander Musko, the amazing Russian guitarist. Um, he actually provided this to me before his album came out, which I am quite flattered by. Because I'm just going to say this right now, we don't get that often. And I listened to it, obviously, when he passed it along to me. I think it's an amazing song. This is uh, off his album, Round Trip, available now. Apple Music and Spotify. The song is Absence. Ladies and gentlemen, the final performance of this year, of this decade from Alexander Misko. And then after that, I'm going to give a bit of a retrospective on this decade and also just the last few years and the season in general. We'll be right back. Oh, folks, this is it. We're now officially at the end of another year, another season, and now another decade. And before we go off and celebrate 2020, I just wanted to do a bit of a retrospective of my own uh, and just thank a lot of people for the last 10 years. First of all, as you know, this podcast is not new. This has been going on since October 6th, 2017. So now just over two years. Um, but this decade has been one of the most transformative of my life. And I just want to go over quickly this decade. Uh, I became an uncle. I mean, it, it happened in the previous decade, but it expanded onto this one. I have two beautiful nieces and an amazing nephew who I love and cherish every single day. I learned about my condition And I have been working on activism ever since. Uh, I graduated from high school. I began my life as a college student. I became a journalist. I started this show. This decade really has been one of utter transformation and one of just pure, unadulterated highs, pure, unadulterated lows, I can't even begin to sum up how amazing this decade has been, but I want to just give a couple shout-outs, give a couple thank-yous before we officially go off the air for the the next few weeks before we restart and go into the fourth season. Uh, First of all, I want to thank my mother, who has been insanely supportive um, of me over the last, uh, pretty much all my life. Uh, If she wasn't here and she wasn't, being sort of my uh the, the one looking out for me. I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. To my friends, my very close friends, to my family, to my teachers, to the listeners, to um my colleagues, at the triangle, to everybody, to the musical guests, to I I can't even if I forget people I'm sorry but to everyone who has supported this show and has supported me in the last 10 years I just wanted to say thank you and I appreciate you so freaking much even if uh even if there's something's going on I just want to say personally that everyone and I mean everyone is responsible for this show it may be Olya's opinions but it's in name only you guys have really been there behind me. And I cannot begin to state how fortunate I am to be able to do this show every two weeks and, and do this knowing that there are going to be people listening and people who are going to be enjoying the work, enjoying the content, and just wanting to talk to me about it. And, you know, musical guests who literally I'm in contact with almost every day. I mean, I, I get messages from so many people and you know, for the most part, I initiate the contact, but I can't wait for musical guests to want to come to me and ask, hey, could you put this on? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. But to all the musical guests for this season, for the last two years, thank you so much for contributing your work. Um, Celine, Jordan, Hannah, Alexander, thank you so much for um, the patience and the time. I promise you, you guys are gonna get a second chance at the beginning of the fourth season. We've already established that. To Omilari Jani, who is the original composer for the first theme, to Zachary Crow, who rearranged it and put his own unique take on it as heard in the beginning, I thank you. To Imogen Aitken, Hilary Lau, Lola Heffernan, the three amazing voices of LLD. I just want to say I'm so appreciative and I'm so happy. To call each of you my friends and to call each of you my respected colleagues. Uh, to everyone who's been on this show, to everyone who listened to it, I'm just so appreciative. Of course, follow this show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I love learn to Bay. Go to the website, lovelearntebay.com. Click up and, and and just look around. Enjoy the content. There isn't really much I can say except I wish everyone has an amazing rest of 2019. I love you all. Have a very, very happy new year. And I'm just going to let this, I'm going to let it play out. Have an amazing 2020, you guys. And I'll see you in a few weeks for season four. Folks, keep loving, keep learning, keep debating. The revolution will continue soon. Happy new year, everyone.